This week on your Old School RuneScape update, Defender of Rock releases paving the way for the continuation of Old School's Majorat storyline. We discuss the quest with a focus on things changed from the old days and what made this version sing. Also, the Defender grind and Varlamore leaks. This is the Old School RuneScape update, episode 16, recorded Saturday, February 24th, 2024. Defender Drought. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Old School RuneScape Update. Sirion is back this week. You survived. You, you survived the the slushy slopes. I survived the slushy slopes. I have skied through snow. I have skied through puddles, I have skied to mud, but I skied. So, it was a successful, successful trip. The one you didn't mention was if you went water skiing. I didn't go water skiing, but it, it might as well have been with how warm it was. So it was like um, one of those days you go out on the hill and you come back more wet than when you started then? I don't fall all the time, Shane. A little bit of trust. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was like me when I went skiing once or twice, and then I and then I had an ankle injury in a subsequent year, and wearing those kind of boots uh, became very painful. But that's not what this show is, folks. We're not the outdoors adventure show. Maybe we might be in the summer, but uh, nonetheless, old school RuneScape update is here this week. Uh, we weren't expecting what we got here this week so so soon. I don't think were we expecting Defender of Rock so soon? Uh, not quite. No. No, I no. Um, but of course, uh, show notes update dot show slash os. Discord is at update dot show slash discord, and we have a friends chatting game as well, which is at bits bites. So, I, I think we ought to just you know dive dive right into Defender of Rock here. We'll talk about what we've been doing on the path, but obviously quest quest week. We love quest weeks here. Um, I I I said to you. When you were still in the midst of your, of your wet skiing trip, that we should try and get this done for the podcast this week. Yeah, and yeah, and that, that we was like, oh, thanks for that. Thanks for my vacation. Yeah, you did. The, you did both. Um, we had what lies below left over, which was you know nice and simple. You did that on mobile, and then you surprised me, and you actually also did Defender of Rock on mobile too. I did. Defender of Rock on my laptop. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, that that's not as impressive then. Um, in any case, how do you feel about where we're at with this quest? Because context for listeners, we both, of course, done Defender of Rock when Old School was Mainscape back in the day, and looking at it. You know, from that perspective of being something that we'd done before, but maybe something that we're going to experience a little bit different uh, this time. I always have an interesting thing with these sorts of things. I had no memory of this quest going in to it until I went into the into the underground uh, underground cavern portion of it. Yeah, same for me, honestly. I, I, I remembered very little of it. Um, I mean, honestly, this was sort of before the time where I spent a lot of my time on quests. Um, 
but uh yeah no like going back in the base and looking over the balconies for the um for the cutscenes that's when things started to dawn on me yeah um as, yeah. oh right that's that's a thing yeah and and obviously uh it's got that what i feel is really a weak hunter tie-in and that it uses like the trapping uh mechanism from the skill which needs of course 52 hunter for that i feel like that's a rather weak tie-in but but it is what it is, of course. Um, on the whole, the quest was shorter than I remembered it being. And I think the biggest thing that I want to talk about with this, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, comes back to that actual cutscene here when we start, you know, seeing what Zemregal is doing and how he's uh, and how he's talking with the with the uh, undead Arav at that point. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that's when, that's when you know the quest kicks it truly into high gear, and it, it, I'm just gonna do the usual thing we do on quest week. Spoilers ahead if you haven't done uh, Defender of Rock, because we're gonna talk about some things that maybe happened in the quest and some things that might be happening in the future. So if you're somebody who who uh, wants to have that preserved from you, well, maybe plug your ears for a little bit. The thing that stood out to me with this is that if you look at this quest in terms of what's different from the original version, one of the things that they specifically mention with this in the cutscene is that there was a there was more exposition added in terms of highlighting what Zemregal is talking about, as mm-hmm. in his cryptic mention of the Stone of Jazz and what's going to be happening up north and the things pointing towards that i think yeah honestly it felt a little bit shoehorned and look maybe um it's caused by the fact that i know what's sort of going to happen and how it all links together right it 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 almost felt a little bit like a sentence added in the middle of a conversation It, it it i don't know it stood out yeah, and I don't think dialogue should should stand out in a quest. No, and and see the interesting thing about that, and you know, keeping keeping in mind we haven't done the 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 secrets of the North quest or or whatever it's called yet, so we don't know what the full uh, lore ramification is on on that side of the Majorat equation. But the interesting thing I think about this is that yeah, you're telegraphing, of course, that there's going to be something. After while Gothic sleeps, and of course the devs have said we're not, you know, going to uh, backport Ritual of the Majorat like we're backporting uh, Defender of Rock and while Gothic sleeps, we're going to kind of do our own Majorat finale. And you know, of course, that's what's talking about when it when it points to what's happening up north. And I, I think you do have a point that you don't necessarily need to, you know, shoehorn shoehorn something like that in. Right. Yeah. But I think. I mean, Go ahead. It, it it suffers a little bit from like if you look at the quest as a whole, I feel it doesn't really compare well against some of the recent quests we've saw that have been that we've seen developed from scratch, like the current ones, for example, like the current ones, right? Like. I could tell this was a quest from the era of like 2008. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole, the whole thing felt a little bit 
I don't know. Like, the characters weren't convincing. And actually, the old school channel um, released, like, a video from one of the content creators yeah. on that channel. Yeah, I have that uh, linked in the show notes, because that, that's an important thing to actually talk about. Yeah, and, 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 and it gives, like, this entire prequel to the quest. And I, I hadn't and, watched it before doing the quest. Okay, and good. Even now, I think, if if I had known that background i think the quest would have worked better right and the interesting thing about this is is that a lot of the lore that's actually recapped in defender of iraq was mentioned in that video and in many ways that video foreshadows what we see in the defender of iraq quest so they kind of go hand in hand together so the thing that i see with this is that well if you have a video a lore video like this that accompanies a quest, then yeah, that that you know kind of ties things together. But what if you know instead they they did manage to um, incorporate some of the aspects and you know some of the storytelling mechanisms from this video into Defender of Rock? If Defender of Rock was exactly. of course a quest written in twenty twenty four, yeah, exactly. Like I think that would have made the characterization of Araf like the tragedy that is right. It would have actually highlighted that a little bit more like the the character in the quest falls a little bit flat like i don't really feel much because you've never really no because it's just shield of a before this yeah like you don't know um arav as anything else but the zombie that is leading the forces yeah so exactly it like Having some kind of prequel or even like a flashback in the quest, I think would have tied things together really nicely. Uh, and that's why the quest as a whole feels a little bit simple, simplistic. In a right. Sense, right? Like, and, and to oh, be fair, we, it we, is we, that it is a backport from 2008. Yes, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I want to be careful here. I'm not saying this as like necessarily a, a bad thing no of course not but it doesn't really create a super solid foundation to start tinkering with it and putting this um this extra lore in right because if you want to start tinkering it that's when you have to lean in to that to those bits of dialogue that were added between between mm -hmm. zemmerigal and Undead Arav there, realizing that the thing he's talking about is, of course, the Stone of Jazz. The thing happening up north is going to be the Majorat Rejuvenation Ritual. And when you tie all of this together, you get to, I think, you know, what is going to be probably the most interesting thing that I'm going to take away from Old School's uh, Majorat storyline is that they're able, at least I assume this is how it's going to go, they're able to do something that feels like it's important and an impending threat without it being a world-ending phenomena while also still keeping a sufficient level of mystery behind it. Because I think if I, you know, look at the DNA of a RuneScape quest across both Old School and RuneScape 3 and when Old School was Mainscape, if I look at that cross-DNA, the thing that has always hooked me with interest in a quest mm -hmm. has been when they went on that mystery 
bandwagon. Like when Zaros was first mentioned at the dig site. Like when the Elder Gods were first mentioned in Devious Minds or something like that. Right? Mm -hmm. Like all Mm -hmm. those sorts of little mystery things while still advancing that cause of mystery without being over the top. And if the old school mm-hmm. Majorat quest line can do that, I think I'm going to be very happy with it at the end of the day. And that's kind of what I'm reading into this after doing Defender of Rock. Right. Gotcha. So that, that that's what I chose to take away from it. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I think your, your perspective on it is 100% uh, valid, too. And maybe, and maybe simpler is better. I don't know. As in not having the tie-ins in in game and, I, yeah. and having it in the lore video. I don't know. It it for me it sort of stems out of the fact that like Zam Vigo is not really an established character at this point. I feel, and all of a sudden he's talking about oh we should be scared. Like he almost has it in the north, right? Like. It it, it it feels a little bit like we, we haven't even established this character yet, and he's already sort of hinting at something else. That I think that's sort of where the where I notice is is this incarnation of defender of Varak relying on people's knowledge of the RuneScape, the wider RuneScape oh. lore of who Zemmerigal is and what the Majorat are. I, I don't to carry it. Think so? Maybe. Um, I mean, there's a certain, there's there's like some requirements. So you, it's unlikely you'll go into Defender of the Rock without. But yeah, I think Zamorigo. So yeah, it it's not a necessarily a flattering or good depiction of him in this quest. Right? He shows up. He is a vessel for saying that something is up in the north. And he has a master plan, and the plan gets thwarted because we find a one person who can carry a shield <laughs> that just kills all the zombie, and he just shrugs and says, "Well, that didn't work. Better next time." Right, and, right? And, and of course we know what the better next time turned out to be in RS three. Yeah, exactly. So that's why the whole like. It didn't quite tie together as nicely, and I don't think it's a bad quest. No, I and think... and it's not the fault of the devs. It's not the fault of the design. It's just that the, you know this was two thousand eight. Yeah, exactly. And look, I really like what they did with the integration in into uh, Camdesau. Yeah, right? I, like, that's, that that's was... exactly what I wanted to say next on this because it, that was done beautifully. I think because it, it, it just felt, got like a a single wide mention in the original. I think whereas we actually have oh, to go you went there and to the interact same, with it. You went to the forge and there's like a, a blind Imkando there, but it. We of course have Camdazal yeah. because of the low ice mountain, and I think the way they modified the quest, it still works, and I think it even works better. And I think it's an improvement. Over yeah, the original. that was definitely a highlight of the quest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really, I don't know about you, but I haven't done much in Camdazal since we unlocked it. Oh, not at all, no. Yeah. And and this really made me want to go back there. And just like everything else, you know, that is, you know, modern old school after 2018, you can really see the unique art direction 
there as well. Yeah. And and I feel like that enhanced Defender of Rock, if I can say that. I just, can see I can see how you yeah. Just bringing that there. bringing that kind of thing forward with that. So um and who was your uh who was your person who turned out to be the um the descendant? Um uh, I believe it was Romeo. Okay. Mine was surprising. Oh, nice. Nice and quick. Yeah, like literally the first one I talked to right out the yeah. door of the of Reldo's place. Yeah. <laughs> uh but Yeah. No, oh like I I I did sort of what lies below and Defender of Rock like right after each other and like defend like what lies below is not a great it's very fetchy. Yeah. Um, so in that respect I think Defender of Rock was you know, in terms of like as an actual quest and as an actual you know, with all the mechanics and the talking and running around, like Maybe it lacked a puzzle, but other than that, it, sort of, it hit it hit all the marks of a quest, right? Yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. Um, we also, of course, have to thank the the Jagex team for making us not go into the wilderness. Uh, that's nice. <laughs> Given you know how how active the wilderness is here, so uh, that is that is appreciated. And uh, for anybody wondering what the full list of changes are between this and the original. The RuneScape wiki at the very end of their quest page for this has a list of all of the differences between the two quests. If you're really interested and really want to uh, dive down and, and, and see and see what the differences are between these. We're not going to go through uh, those here, but I just wanted to mention that that was actually uh, on the wiki page for this for anybody who's interested in that, and you know, they specifically do mention uh, what what I picked up on going first going through the quest. You know, more about Lucian, more about the Stone of Jazz with that. So very clear that that's uh, where they're going to be going with this. Um, it was also posted to the Clan Quest Discord that this week with this update, the the graphic piece for the Staff of Armadillo was updated. Yeah, it's funny, like, we did the quest not too long ago, and it just looks like an Earth staff, and we laughed at that. And, I mean, with that, we know that that's probably going to play a bigger role in the future, with it receiving a graphical update and not necessarily being involved in Defender of Rock. And, of course, knowing knowing the the real history behind the staff of Armadale, if, if, if Old School does, you know, decide to go down the Elder Artifact path with that. And as well as mentioning the stone too, so yep, I'm very interested to see what comes next with this. Um, have you sampled the uh, armored zombies at all after this? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, I went there for a bit. Still a little bit too high leveled for me, I have to say, in um, the the low seventies. So I'd imagine, you know, heading into the eighty range, that would probably be better and of course they dropped the zombie axe but i did have a chat with somebody who did spend some time there and the general sense is is that they are going to be wonderful uh for xp and and he was he was ticking anywhere between about 90 and 100,000 xp an hour in terms of, at, at at the armored zombies there for for that 
So I figured that's probably something everyone's going to be happy about because I feel like there's always been some sort of ambiguity, at least on the Malice side, about where you go after 70, 80 with the with the crabs, right? We we, we all want, you know, something that's a little bit more uh, XP, but also that kind of AFK combat training crabs style. Crabs away, man. But, but crabs all the way. I don't think you would want to stay at crabs until 99. Watch me. Are you challenging yourself to that? Like I inadvertently challenged myself to 99 agility? Oh, no, I'm not challenging myself to anything because I changed my mind a lot. Okay, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as an opportunity then to back out, back out on my challenge to myself of 99 oh, agility. Oh, no, that's lame. <laughs> um, that's lame. Anything else with Defender of Rock then? Or are we are we are we happy to talk about the the rest of our week? No, I mean, yeah, no. I I think as a whole, it's 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 not a bad addition. Like it, no. it, it sounds very subdued, and it kind it kind of is. But in a sense, it it's it's there because it's a prerequisite to while Gothic sleeps. And we knew what uh, we were getting going in. Yeah. So. All right. Good. Um, have you been doing anything this week in addition to the, to these quests, AFK wise, on the uh, other side yeah, of the trip? Yeah, I mean, mobile has been my my I don't know I, my both my savior and the reason I should really be spending more time with family instead of using my phone. Um, but no, I I did uh, a bunch of training. Um, I'm trying to knock out some requirements for uh, Song of the Elves uh, as well as getting base 60 sort of at the same time. Right. Uh, so I've been doing a bunch of Herblore because the money from my Herb runs was sort of stacking up. And you need to spend that somehow, right? So Yeah, and and that's something that I'm always a fan of is that, you know, if you're if you're just sitting on money and you're not, you know, turning it into more money or utilizing it for something, what's what's the point in having it, right? Especially when you're still sort of in the mid level and you know the grinds are not too too long, you yeah. you really want to be spending it on, on on gaining levels as quickly as possible because it's still so easy to spend like maybe two hours uh, doing a sp- uh, skill and unlocking a capability that makes your life so much easier and more efficient. There's really no reason not to do that. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, I'm I'm working on Herblore right now. Um, Prayer potions, I assume? To... Sorry? Prayer potions? No, uh, super strengths and, uh, until 66, and then now I've switched to super defense. I needed those anyway as my own supply, so I'm selling a bunch of them back, but not all of them. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And and see the interesting thing I, I always find about that is that if you look at the um you look at the whatever um potion is gonna be making the most money. Prayer potion is always something that's that's very profitable here on OS. So I was just what that that's specifically why I was wondering, oh, are you gonna just do, do prayer potions even if it's lower XP but more uh but more money coming in. So fascinating no no i did not i i tried finding a balance between like affordable and and fast 
Right. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, you know, same with fletching. I got fifty-five fletching. I've got sixty fletching banked. Uh, so that's another one. Uh, and then, and this is sort of before my vacation. So it's sort of the week before last week. Uh, I did a bunch of grinds. Got some equipment grinds done. Um, Xerix Talisman, pretty pretty good thing to have. Um, it helps with my herb runs. It's slightly closer teleport to the Osidius patch, so it's nice to have. It it it's like you can buy Lizardman Fangs on a GE for like 17 GP, and that's like you need one per teleport charge, so it's a really cheap teleport in comparison to some others. I think if you um, if you if you you know pull that out, that's even cheaper than than a house teleport to the south. Exactly, there. exactly. So and it allows me to move my house around a little bit more freely. I need to do it for some achievement diaries. So that's what I decided to get. Um, but before that, I did my defenders, and oh boy, oh boy, I kept track of my numbers. Okay, let's hear these. Uh, let's hear these. So. Um, uh, the defenders up to rune, uh, they have a drop rate of one in fifty. Yep. Right. Uh, so I started out, got my bronze defender in six kills. I was like, great. This is a great, 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 great start. That's a spoon. And then the iron defender came along. I remind you, the drop rate is one in fifty. I had to kill three hundred and seventy nine. Cyclops. And and based Cyclops. on how th- I think the math works on that, you should have had the you should have had more than you know an eighty percent chance to have it by that point. Oh no 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 no! I had a ninety nine dot nine something percent at having it before that. It was bad, really bad <laughs> to the point where I went. You were like questioning if it was if you were doing it right. Exactly. Is my account broken? <laughs> it's like, do I need to like file a support ticket because my account is in a corrupted state? Do I need to like, yeah? Uh, but then it dropped, and oh my goodness, I was happy with that. Um, then Steel took another hundred, which is still bad if you think it's like one in fifty. Uh, and from then on, it was up. Uh, I didn't. Uh, catch my Black Defender, but Black and Mithril together took me another 90. That's pretty much on rate. And then Adamant, Rune, took me like about 25 kills each. And Dragon, 50 kills, which is a 1 in 100 drop. So, like, from that point onward, it was alright. But I spent <laughs> hours, hours getting the Iron Defender. Oh, boy. Aye, aye, oh, aye. Boy. Yeah, I mean... It was good, like it allowed me to get like 60 defense, for example, which is great, right? Um, that was a nice thing to get along the way. Um, but oh boy, I I did not have a good time. But hey, that's done. The Dragon Defender is gonna carry my melee build for like a long time to come. Uh, I upgraded the rest of my equipment as well, so we have like um, Dragon Plate legs. Um, I got an obsidian plate body until I can finally be bothered going to. Um, oh, you know. Okay, I'm gonna plug my ears here. Yeah, barbarian assault. Um, 
once that's done, um, I will swap out the obsidian plate. Yeah. But yeah. And, no, and, for, and for the I, record, I have zero interest in do, doing barbarian assault or any achievements or anything associated with that. I treat that thing like the plague. Yeah. It. It. There's a few things to come. I out would of it, rather. So. I would rather earn the money for a bandos chest plate or something similar. With yeah, but yeah, yeah. The thing is, you can spend that money on so many other things that are just I don't more care. bang for your buck. I don't that care. are more well stats wise, right? Like getting like a ring, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's the thing. Like if you look at sort of the the bang for your buck like tier list when it comes to GP, the bandless chest blade is actually quite far down the list. So, yeah, because you can get most of that with obsidian, if I remember the numbers get- correctly on that, right? You can get a good chunk of the way with Obsidian. Uh, the problem is Obsidian is very... Like, you really sacrifice a bunch of defensive capability, even compared to Rune Plate. Uh, whereas um, uh, the Fighter Torso is better defensively than the Rune um, Plate Body and better offensively than the Obsidian Plate Body. That's also why it's such why an important PvP item. Which is why it's... Yeah, exactly. Um... And then, yeah, like the only thing that's better than the fighter torso is the boundless chest plate, and that's just not worth the money. So yeah, and, and but that's and it. I mean at, at that um, point you might as well use a different style. But I I think that summarizes nicely uh, with with what you have been doing. So it's 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 great, like being able to just upgrade your kit. Like I'm really feeling. Like, there was this phase in leagues, right, where you sort of get to, to like, a certain point, and all of a sudden, everything opens up, right? Yeah. Like, you unlock that rune crossbow, and you unlock, like, that extra, like, relic, and, like, all of a sudden, the entire world is open for you, and I feel like I'm getting to that point. In, yeah, like, so around level now. 70-ish, give or take, then, probably. Yeah, exactly, but also, like, my other skills, like... Everything like sure, the training is not as fast anymore, but like the big game changing benefits are sort of in this phase, and I'm I can unlock basically most of the important things in the game with a reasonably with a reasonable time investment. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know when you when you look at it that way, I think that's what we describe as fairly typical um RuneScape mid game. Yeah. Yeah, and I love it. I this might be the, my favorite base of the game. Well, that's why. Well, you know, I I I think you're right on that because when you look at it, that's why they put so much effort to get everybody in leagues there so quick. Yeah. So, um, as for me this week, uh, nothing nothing as grandiose as you know dry defender runs. Um mm. just really uh basic simple stuff as you know continuing the farming. Finally got level 75 there. Unfortunately, uh, as people might have uh gathered magic plus palm is not profitable in the same way that you plus papaya is. Uh sad face on that. But in addition to that, it was just a it was just a mad scramble really to to get the last couple hunter levels um for defender of what rock did you do before that? that came out. Oh, I just did passive birdhouses, and I think over the span of two days, did it. You know, every other hour or so when I when I was up and around. Yeah, because yeah. you know, you you could have done it in an hour or two by doing falconry hunting, 
But at this point in time, why not, you know, just do it with birdhouses passively while doing something else at the same time, right? Yeah. No, I I had to hunt a level because I I tried to do like four or five, maybe six hope runs a day, and I just combined it with a birdhouse run and you know, yeah. it's 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 good money per day, it's it's good hunter XP per day and if you keep chipping away at it. You do you see know, results it, with it. You do see results with it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you are right about our discussion we had about farming before, before you left. In that, if you combine the birdhouses, the hardwoods, the herbs, the wood trees, and the fruit trees all together, you're easily looking at forty-five, fifty minutes of work mm-hmm. for that. So, um, it 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 does become its own, you know, skilling thing that you have to lead into, and it's. It's a lot of running around, so I I can I can appreciate why people uh, don't like farming uh, from that angle. But just in the in the meantime, you know, after that, did some more agility because I'm I, I don't know if I mentioned this on on the last show we were on, um, but I'm only two pieces away from full graceful at this point in time now. Very nice. So yeah, very we, nice. we we know how important that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that when you did that, but. Um, in any, in any event, we also wanted to talk about something else that was posted on the, on the RuneScape website here this week, didn't we? In relation to the, to the Varlamore, uh, leaks as it's called. And I'm trying to rack my brain about if we've ever had a post like this from Jagex before for any of the RuneScape games. (laughs) It 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 caught me by surprise. I will, I will tell you. Yeah. So the story is, is that they say that there has been a number of videos and screenshots that have been posted on the internet that claim to show sneak peeks or previews of upcoming Varlamore gameplay. They say this mo- mm-hmm. this isn't true. Mostly in parentheses, and they said. What happened is that as part of playtesting, some unreleased assets were added to a version of the game cache, which included idle models, text descriptions, music tracks, and the world map. And the things that were posted were comprised of these assets from the game cache that people managed to pull out of the cache on this. And mm-hmm. those were the so-called leaks, let's just say, on this. And, I mean, when you look at it in that way, mistakes are going to happen. Right? Yeah. But I think the part of this post that really got me was when they was when we were looking at this and they said we banned a number of individuals responsible for market manipulation and we will continue to moder- moderate monitor the situation on this. Mm-hmm. And and that tells me that, okay, so there was definitely something here. And while anybody can look at the game cache, of course, they did have some very good cautionary messaging that does fall into, you know, what I what I would call at this point um, the standard internet etiquette. The first one is to realize that these are not, you know, representative of final gameplay and that you should view everything that you see online. With a pinch of suspicion. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah it's 
when I read this section about market manipulation, I was like, ah, of course. Yeah. It is such a, I don't know. I, I feel it's, it's, it's a thing that happens in old school. I, that's, that's my hunch. Um, but it, it I, I don't know. It, I, it's I find a, it such it's, a it's that mantra way. that anybody will do anything to get ahead, right? Yeah, exactly. And I find it such a, yeah. Come dishonest. on. Okay. Okay. Dishonest. I was going to ask you to finish the sentence, but you did. Yeah. Uh, and I am glad that the consequences of this for these accounts was were dire. Yeah. Like, yeah, boom, abandon. Like, this, we don't want this kind of stuff. And another thing I think that's good with this is that they, with this post, hopefully managed to dispel all the innuendo surrounding this, right? Because, you know, there can be cases where a company doesn't want to talk about maybe something from upcoming piece of content being leaked, so they either deny it or minimize it in a way, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, put down what the community is chattering about behind the scenes. Whereas Mm -hmm. coming out like this with such a forceful statement, in particular talking about it point by point, really does bring the hammer down and reduce the amount of chance for that innuendo out there to spread and cause problems in the community. Yep. So no, if it's not if it's not an official source, then don't trust it when it comes right. to this kind of stuff. And you know, that's and... always been my idea with the podcast too, is that when it comes to um things RuneScape, I like to talk about what Jagex has put out, what Jagex has put out officially. And you know, unless it's something like the video we had earlier in the podcast, I even shy away from talking about what the content creators are creating, what the Reddit is talking about, you know? Except for mm-hmm. except for very uh key situations. So I think when you mm-hmm. when you when you tie all this together, we're we're kind of in a in a good spot like this and, and like the post says, you know, we're we're less than a month out now. Um <laughs> from Varlamore part one. Damn, yeah, that's close, huh? Yeah. And and I think you and I both said that this is in our in our like top three things that we that we wanted from the yeah. uh, winter summer roundup Absolutely. when they showed that. So Absolutely. And and it's also a piece of tentpole content too, which allows Jagex to set a message with old school RuneScape and, you know, in effect say, Hey folks playing old school, this is where the focus is right now. If you want to go see the best that the old school team can do, it's in this piece of content. And anything that's, you know, put out before that could diminish it, you know, by way of leak or whatnot. So that's why this post is so important. And I really appreciate uh, the team coming down, coming down hard on this and just being so transparent yep. about it. So yep. um, all credit where credit is due. But I think that brings us to the end of the program this week. I don't know that I have anything else that I want to mention. That we've been no, doing. a pretty quick one this, this no, time around, yeah. I think. But um, I can gar- you know, guarantee you that the World Gothic Sleeps episode will not be that short. No, it will not. It will not. Like I, I think for me, definitely, I'm, 
I'm still getting back in the swing of things after my vacation. I was like, oh, oh, darn. Like, <laughs> we didn't, I, I don't know. I think we could have maybe predicted Defender for Rock coming this week, but I, it caught me completely by surprise. And now it's, it feels a little bit scrambling to get it covered. But hey, no, you know, no. We did it. And, and, you know, we did the quest. We talked about what needed to be covered. And I feel like for anybody who's playing old school, specifically as well with you know secrets of the north or whatever it already out there we kind of have a good idea of which way the um old school majorat direction is going to go differently than the runescape 3 one and i feel like defender of rock was just another stone in that path so. mm-hmm. in any case if you want uh if you want uh the podcast delivered automatically to you the best thing you can do is subscribe visit update.show slash OS and of course um, subscribe on all your v- favorite podcast listeners out there We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and more. Uh, just uh, click click the button of your favorite platform and uh, do, do leave us a, a like and subscribe on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash OSRS update. But with that being said, we'll be back next week for another episode of the Old School Rootscape Update. See that everyone. Take care. Bye.